So I think without further ado, let's bring us some aloha and welcome Doc Rock. Yay! <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> aloha. <laughs> it's about time, Doc. What took you so long, man? You know what? Life, I guess. Life, we're busy, and yeah, man, it's crazy. One disadvantage of living out here in the middle of the water is that everyone else is like going to bed. We're like, hey, what's up? Good morning. They're like, morning. I'm going, I'm in my blanket. (laughs) So the last time zone in the world, that is us. I know, you know, you go, you go live a lot. You go live a ton and you know that. And, but those that are watching should also know that and, and catch his streams. But uh, you're also responsible, not not only responsible, like Jim said, of of costing me some money because you do uh, you, you you I'll watch your streams and I'll be like, okay, I need that, okay, I need that, okay, I've got to get that. But also, they happen to be later than your normal streams, so you uh, you do cause me a little some some sleepy mornings. But um, you know, <laughs> sorry, it, it's no, 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 no. Listen, it it it's worth it because the the streams that you have, uh, you know, across multiple channels. Um, you know, if you're not following Doc Rock right now, uh, at least at the very minimum, you need to go and hit the YouTube channel uh, that he's got. And I know, Doc, you have a ton of great uh, replays that, um, uh, you know, are there. And of course, a, a big part of the Ecamm Live uh, community, you are the, the community manager there. Just some super valuable streams to anyone that wants to not just level up uh, what they're doing, but what I find, Doc, is um, you not only just talk about this expensive stuff, right? You know, people people would just all of a sudden start jumping into this DSLR, you know, thing. And the cameras are talking about are, you know, minimum four digits, right? And, you know, all the lenses and all that stuff. And you can talk that game. But then what I liked a lot, what I like a lot about what you do is, you know what? If you want something that's within this budget, this is really good. And because you've had experience with those things, and um, have you, do you see uh, that that's most of the, your viewership is these people that want to do really well, but they're like, listen, I don't have $4,000 budget to be able to spend on this stuff. Can you tell me something gets me in this budget? You know, it's funny. I think I get the people that know that they want to get to a particular level, but are willing to start crusty. Like I'm all about, it's completely fine to start crusty. I think where it's bad the people that never stop being crusty, even when they get good or they're starting to make some income, they found their groove and they just stay there because, well, it's working. Yeah. I don't think I really get those people. I get the people that start wherever it might be starting with a phone, but they know that their goal and their driven intention is to get to where they have a fully fleshed out, you know, custom built studio, kind of like what we do. Man, starting crusty. You know, Jim, you and I used to say start ugly, you know, like right. just hit the button and start ugly. Start crusty. <laughs> yeah, I like I like start crusty. It's a little bit more. Oh, that's, you know, you know I'm thinking of like worse than the crap like, from okay. uh, SpongeBob. Too. <laughs> you know, maybe uh, start crusty comes from the only bad part about being an army guy and not a marine guy is we never got to say stay frosty. That was theirs. <laughs> <laughs> so I can start crusty because that'll be the closest I get to being able to say stay frosty. <laughs> exactly. What's up, Dev from Agora Pulse jumping in. We've got a lot hey, of Dev. jumping in from uh from uh, LinkedIn and from Facebook. Denise, another uh Amazon live content creator. She's on both channels. Like, what's better than Doc Rock on one channel on Facebook 
Doc Rock on Facebook and Amazon is uh, is what's better. So thanks for uh, thanks everyone for for joining us. And Doc, I told I told Jim, and I, and I may have mentioned to you, I had to turn off my one click ordering on Amazon um, because I just am afraid. Like if you start talking about this stuff, I'm I'm you're just going to talk me into it because. I think, you know, um, the camera that I've got that I love uh, right now is the Sony ZV-1. And, you know, I knew it was time for me to, there it is, I knew it was time for me to to get a better camera. I'd been using, you know, some webcams and uh, I put aside a budget. But when I was, you know, watching your streams, I was watching Diana Gladney's streams. I was watching Kevin Colby's streams. These are all like people that I, I respect from uh, from a content creation and video perspective. And it just it just came down to, oh, what are you using it for? Like, what 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 is the camera for? Is 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 it for something? You're going to do television production? Is it only going to sit on your desk? Are you going to want to move around with it? And I just, uh, you know, I was still confused. And I don't know if it was Diana's video or or it was uh, a lot of the videos that you were talking um, about the ZV one. But it was like, why am I why am I worrying about another lens and a you know with with a uh, a, a DSLR or mirrorless camera, whatever you're going to call it, when I could just get the ZV-1 and it's exactly everything that I need and it'll last for a while and I don't need to spend $1,000 on it. I could spend $650 or $700 or whatever the price was at the time. And it, I, it was it was one of the best purchases I ever made. So I got to thank you for that. Yeah, we did a stream with Dinah David and myself, right? The founding partners of Let's Get Live. And we talked about is the ZV-1 the like sleeper camera for content creators and small business owners. Let's just say you don't even want to be a quote unquote content creator, which is wrong because you do. Um, the ZV-1 as a small business owner is probably the best investment you'll ever make for from a tiny camera perspective. Takes fantastic photos, has the product feature part built in, but when you do decide to engage with your audience, pop your camera on and talk to them directly, uh, you can. If you are a Instagram person, you can shoot vertical, like right out of the gate. This is already in the proper format for you to send it to IG or TikTok or wherever. You can take a USB cable, plug it into your computer, and it's a webcam. So even if you did nothing but do your Zoom calls and not look like a dork with a crusty background and the weird zoom thing where the background into your head every couple of seconds. I don't know why people still do that. I mean, like because the ZV-1 is so amazing, what happens is a lot of people buy it, never read a single manual, don't know what it is, are tripped out when they open the box. The box is about yo big, but then when you take it out, the camera is like yo big. And you're like, what is this? Where's the rest of it? You know, that's it. It is so much power packed into this little body, kind of like Limwell. You know, it's really small, but yet powerful. Um, I think people don't understand. And so my buddy at Best Buy said, oh, people always return it. And then we're like, are you sure? And they don't know. Like, it's just incredible slow-mo. It does fantastic time lapses. Uh, the color is incredible. It has amazing stabilization, built-in ND filters. Built in like audio, uh, the dead cat thing that you put on the top to keep it from being goofy. Like it is such a powerful camera. And most people, because they A, don't read manuals, B, never really did their research. They don't understand it. So they return it. And he's like, 
oh, just tell everybody if they want one, come see me and check the open box section because there's always one in there. And then you get an amazing deal on a fantastic camera. So I want to buy one more white one just so I can have a pair. Nice. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing I loved about it mostly is I didn't have to like read a book report or do a bunch of math to get it set up. I had, there was a couple of settings. I'm not sure what YouTube video I saw. It's like, here's your basic settings. Turn this on, turn this off. Make sure it's on this, make sure it's on this and you're good to go. That's what I needed. I needed something that was going to be this great and it didn't take, you know, it wasn't like trying to do some sort of, you know, science project to get the thing hooked up and, and done right. And, you know, everyone talks about the bokeh, right? Everybody wants that, you know, the look that you see behind Doc um, and somewhat what you see behind me is the back is like defocused, right? It's a little bit, it's a little bit blurry. We call that the, the bokeh. And if you've got a, a camera um, that is you know, really great, has a great lens, like a Sigma or something like that with a, you know, another Sony camera or whatever, you're going to be able to dial it in and get that that bokeh. Well, on the ZV-1, you can get that and all you do is hit a little button and it's like a defocus button and you can get it and it doesn't, you know, I don't want to do math, you know? I want to be able to plug and go and then be able to pop it on a little, you know, vlogging kit and just go and do what I need to do. And this one hits it. Oh my God, this is a game changer. And the little bottom piece that I have for my ZV-1 is like 20 bucks and it just gives it a little bit of ridge. And because my hands are massive, that extra little quarter of an inch just makes me feel like I got more purchase, mm -hmm. you know, when I'm holding it. Um, but it also makes me feel like if I were to drop it, it will be okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm never going to drop it, but yeah, it's there. And I guess the last thing I like about it is it has a tiny little quarter 20 here on the bottom. So that way, when I do want to shoot in vertical mode for IG Live, which is now going to be available to be done from your desktop coming soon, um, it'll be good to go. So my ZV-1 was ahead of its time, and now things... No one's talking to you, Siri. I said, I said the A lady. Ooh, everybody wants to talk to you, Doc. Siri's See, getting frosty because I'm talking to the A people over here. And she's like, cheater. Thought you worked at Apple. I'm sorry. I'm getting saucy. See, those are the kind of tips you get when you watch a doc. And those that are watching um, Doc Rock for the first time, those are the kind of little things that are actually big things that you'll get because I, I was I was stuck a little bit on the camera and it just took a, a couple of quick little things from Doc and like, you know, there's that thing with the the battery door where if you're going to use, uh, a, you know, a battery and you're going to want to plug it in, you're going to, and, and it was like, no, here's two things you need to buy that cost 20 bucks and it completely absolves the problem. And I'm like, Psh. And But the battery I'm, door one is, is semi um, bad word of nine because... If you plug in the USB cable, this camera, I run it eight days solid off of the USB plugged into the computer and it doesn't care. Yeah. Like all Sony cameras can power from the USB. So when everyone talks about their battery doors, I just laugh at them. I'm like, if you're using it for streaming, cool. But the other thing is when I go for really long, something like my niece is doing her karate performance or whatever. I will sit this guy on the tripod and then I will plug in, you know, my anchor battery that you use when you go on vacation. I have that um, 100 mile an hour tape. What do we call that? The civilian people. Uh, duct tape. 
or gaffer's tape. I have that gaffer's tape to my tripod and the camera's running off of that because if you try to run a long recording off the tiny battery it comes with, you won't be friendly. But all Sony cameras can run off of an external battery pack, which is why I always laugh at the M50 people talking about their batteries don't last long enough. See, that that's that's the kind of million-dollar information you get here on Dealcasters for absolutely nothing. That, that, uh, we got to start charging then. Hold know, on. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pull up that buy me a coffee link. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had never thought of that, but see, because see, Chris has been bugging me about it's time for me to get, like, step up my camera game. Well, you guys have already made me decide. In fact, now I'm going to have to start going to Best Buy. I said, do you have any open box Sony? Yeah, Chris, I'm always, uh, you know, Jim will tell you, I'm always about like refurbished stuff or, um, you know, last year's model is another thing that I'll just, I'll jump at because you know how this goes, especially with cameras. And it's like, well, then when the new hot one comes out, what happens to last year's model price does this, but it could be awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the good cameras are going to hopefully last you many years, but there are, you know, this, there's some tons of people that they just have to have whatever the new one is. Got to have the new iPhone. I've, I've never owned a brand new iPhone of a new model that is that exists. I'm always like two models back because what's the point? I'm just going to, you know. You know who gave me my first iPhone, Chris? Who's that? Steve. Steve. Oh, Jobs. There's only one Steve. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like, I was going to guess jobs, but really? Yeah, he gave me my first iPhone. How did, okay, I got to hear that story. All of us employees, he just decided the day before launch, he goes, you know what? The only way everyone's going to know what this is, we're going to give one to every employee. And every employee got phones. It just, nobody, it just came out of nowhere. We're at the store and they're like, everybody come to work like, you know, 20 minutes early. Okay, you come in. And like the whole staff is there. Day shift, night shift, in between shift, janitors, everybody was there. And we're like, what are you doing here? It's not your shift. And the next day they roll out a cart and they're like, Oprah, you get an iPhone, you get an iPhone, you get an iPhone. <laughs> so everyone had a chance to, you know, set it up and do all of that. And we were so distracted. Like when the people came to buy their phone, we were all just like, oh, look at it, look at it. So people were standing in line, because you know, the line the first day, the line was dumb. Like, and Jim been here, so Alamoana Center is a massive mall. And the line, like, traipsed the entire mall from the Apple Store all the way down. Like, it was just insanity. And, yeah, we're all, it was like, have you seen it? Have I seen it? Hey, look, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was the rule. Until we got to, like, three, I think we all got our first three phones from, from Steve. And then when, when Tim took over, he didn't give us three phones. Hey, so so Det De- Mitchell wanted to know: Does the camera actually have a power zoom? And I think I know the answer, but I'll let you guys. Yes, it did. Yes, it does. Um, I will say this about zooming, though. I tell people this all the time. See, so just zoom in like that. But I tell people this all the time. Um, if you're at the point where your zoom doesn't reach, you're probably not supposed to be shooting it. Nike, Nike zoom is the best. If you can't walk there and you can't get a decent frame without touching anything on the camera, you're probably not supposed to be shooting. I know there's rare cases, whatever, 
But yeah, it's just I've always told people that when it comes to photography oriented. <laughs> Nike Zoom is the best. Um, yes. Yeah, that, that's true. And you know, I used it. Uh, this has just become the ZV1 show. But I, I Sorry. used it. Um, I went, um, I used it to, I got hired to do a little video work for somebody a couple of weeks ago at an event. And some of the best photos that they felt like they've ever gotten were, were from me doing a video and just hitting the photo button as I was take, as I was taking video. And, you know, and that to me was like, I couldn't believe how great this photo was. And I really, it was completely random. It's not like I look and, saw, and, and I saw the perfect photo and said, click, that's it. I was just hitting photos as I was doing video and then saw it later. And uh, the guy I did the work for was like, that's the money shot. I don't know how you got that. I was like, do I tell him how I really got it? Because it didn't do much. You want to know a low-key secret about the ZV-1 and that most people don't know? It's a yeah. 6K camera that outputs 4K. So hmm. the nerd side of that, what that means is, okay, you guys are looking at my little picture here. You can see my bookshelf here and you can see my stormtrooper. Don't touch the stormtroopers um, troops like right here. So it's actually shooting wider than that. So if I was bouncing and there was some kind of stabiliz stabilization problem, uh, the camera stabilization actually will move the frame around in that 6K frame instead of the 4K frame to get you a good stable picture. And then Sony has a secret scroll app known as Catalyst Browse that if you ever had something that was just way too shaky and you wanted to try to fix it, you can download Catalyst Browse. It will pull the raw sensor data out of the camera and then give you a stable shot because it is actually a 6k camera shooting in 4k i mean like i i was i was actually scrambling to write it down i was like what are you doing stone like this is you can record this is a recording i can go back and watch that and get the uh the catalyst uh app yeah just chris do yourself a favor and try to slow motion uh it's mind-blowing yeah. i'm i'm chasing my dog around the backyard and he's like look at me stop <laughs> stop chasing me human and I'm like, sit still. And then he's like, no, I'm I'm a Chihuahua dummy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. My uh, my old lady decided to get a taco terrier, which is half Chihuahua, half terrier. And then she goes, why is he so hyper? It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> what are those? Um, do you know what cameras? Like, I I know you are, are you uh you're a sports fan, but I don't know if you're particularly an NBA fan or an NFL fan, but like. The cameras that they're now using in the games, and you know, we watched our our Hawks here uh, from Atlanta. They're they're not on the ropes yet, but we're not feeling great about them. But like the camera <laughs> that they're using now, um, I mean, what is that like a hundred k camera? Are you seeing this camera where it, like they'll get a shot on the court and it's ridiculously clear, and there's like a bokeh going on behind an individual player? Do you know what those kind of cameras are? Yeah, it's a, it's a Sony um, FX FW65. And then sometimes for the smaller, like I got to move really, really quickly. It's a Sony FS6. Uh, FS6 is roughly around 15 grand. Uh, the 65s are in like $80,000 range. But okay. that's oh, that's why I always thought it's funny when I watch like, you know, YouTubers and everybody. Because I used to sell broadcast equipment. My family owned an electronic store. You know, my brother, June. Um, I was laughing when people say, well, this does this, 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 this. And I'm like, yeah, when you get to broadcast, broadcast, 
there's the one and only. Like no one's running around with anything but Sony cameras in in the real space, especially your sports and all that. So in the Super Bowl, when you see the guy with the Steadicam jacket on, it has like the little metal arm and the cameras on the front of it. Those are all Sony cameras, you know. And when they get hit by a linebacker and it goes flying, they just pick it up and keep shooting. And so people are like, well, why do you have such an affinity for Sony? I was like, well, I've sold it for like 30 years. So I know them inside, upside down and sideways. And, you know, Canon and Nikon are fan, Nikon, let's be specific, are fantastic photo cameras, but I'm a video person. I do take pictures, but I am primarily a video person. And from the video space, they've never been touched with. Like they're, they're borderline undefeated. And now, Doc, I don't know if you knew this because I know, like we said, Chris and us have, you know, kind of like talked, if you want to say, through social, but this is the first time you guys are on camera. But I don't know if you know that Chris actually spent 27 years with Sony. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, but Sony Music, right? You're right, right. Sony, yeah, and, and I did know Doc, that. you probably know this, but like uh, the Sony Music uh, and Sony Electronics completely siloed, right? Oh, and my goodness. PlayStation is another silo. Sony's silos are hilarious to me. So when I was first like junior Apple guy, right? We were getting into like the original iMac, Bondi Blues, right? Just got rid of the USB port, the serial port, yeah. and the floppy. The, there's a company called Connectix, which we now know as Parallels, but they had a software that would allow PlayStation one games to play on the iMac. All you needed was the controller. And they were selling PlayStation games like crazy because the iMac was so popular. Well, SEN, Sony Entertainment, the hardware division got mad. Software division was like giving us props. Hardware division was mad. SEN is the same division, bro. But like, there's two parts of that division, right? There's the guys that license the games and do all of the marketing in IGN magazines, you know, make all of the myriad things. And, you know, then there's the guys that literally make the hardware to sell. Well, hardware was pissed. So they eventually sued Connectix and Apple and made them stop. But it used to be that for maybe like the first year and a half of bubbly IMAX, they could play PlayStation games off the built-in disc. Yeah. And it, it's like, even though the word Sony is, you know, it is no, it, like electronics, people would think this, right? Electronics and Sony Music and then Sony Pictures, right? And then Sony PlayStation. It's like, oh, they're all the, no, 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 no. And it was always this thing at Sony that, you know, you want to do like this one thing, right? Can't we have like something that's music related, that's also PlayStation related, that's also a movie. And it's like, no, it's all about money. And, and these are different divisions that are trying to maximize their market share for their divisions. And I think the only thing that ever in the history of Sony that where it checked all those four boxes was the first Spider-Man movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then now it belongs to Marvel. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> like, they're an amazing company, but they're kind of they're like a, 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 um, a freighter. You cannot turn a freighter in the harbor. You need tugboats to move them. They're so big that they can't <laughs> move very quickly by themselves. But once they get their act together, they're really hard to mess with. Like, they dominated the music industry for so long. So, Doc, you know, yes. tell us, because I know this, this conversation on cameras, I mean, we've already learned a ton and everyone knows what camera they have to get next. But tell us a little bit about some of the things that I think you've really been passionate about. Like, what made you start Let's get live and that program. And then also you, you know, you're probably, like I said, you're an ecam evangelist. You're the community manager. And and you know, Chris and I 
you know, we do like Ecamm. In fact, we're all right now, I think, using Ecamm as a virtual cam, even though we're using a StreamYard because it does do a lot of great things. But uh, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are now. You know, honestly, um, what started me on the live streaming journey and wanting to get it, sort of get it out there, I guess partially, you know, when you grow up, like in in the East Coast, like it was always something to listen to the old people tell stories. And I always got a kick out of that. You learn so much from that, you know, um, being in, in two heavily cultural cities, you learned a lot about the different stories from the different cultures and things like that. So I was always enamored by orators. I was always enamored by storytellers, right? And then going to Japan and you hear, you know, when I lived in Japan, I was going to college there. And everything in Japan is about the story and things like that. You know, when I was in Korea, I learned a lot about storytelling. Same thing in China. And I was like, you know, our world would be a much better place if everybody had the opportunity to tell their story. And so one day I'm sitting around and I go, what is it about people that they don't feel like they can tell their story? And I was like, there's two things. Everybody has been lied to about something called shy, which I have no idea what the heck that means because it's a completely made up construct. And the other part was, you know, you should be seen and not heard. Right. That was something that we heard a lot as children from adults in my ilk. And I don't think parents realize that over you wanting to be comfortable of having some silence, you're squelching your kid's ability to communicate. Then as we all become bosses or we become teammates, one of the most frustrating things about teammates is when your teammates can't communicate, right? When I was in the military, the only thing that lets Jim and I still be here is because our teams was able to communicate, to let each other know that there was a danger somewhere and we shan't go there, right? And if we could not communicate as a unit, we might not even be here right now. So once you start to learn communication and what it's really about and how it helps you take care of each other, it helps you take care of self, learning how to come over, overcome things like being told you shy when there's no such animal, there's no DSM-5 trait called shy. You're not born shy. As a matter of fact, ask any kid under the age of five to talk to you about dinosaurs, sit down, crack a cold one, it's going to be 30 minutes, right? So how is it that when we become adults, we're afraid to speak up, afraid to explore, afraid to be wrong, afraid to tell our stories, afraid of all, camera? Oh, I'm, I'm afraid of the camera. I have never seen a single person get beat with a camera. Not one. What are you afraid of? There's no ghosts coming out. There's no roaches coming out. There's no rats coming out. No snakes, no heights, none of the above. The things that people are actually scared of that comes out of this little teeny black piece of metal and plastic. So why are you afraid of the camera? Why are you afraid to tell your story? By you telling your story, somebody needs to hear what you have to say, even if you think you have nothing else to say, because you're going to pick somebody else up and help them dust off from their place of darkness or misunderstanding or not feeling like they fit in, you know, maybe you'll develop an entire, entire tribe of misfits that all fit in together 
And then now you guys become the champions of quote unquote misfits, aka gentlemen and people in our class on Saturday. <laughs> right? So I just think if you hold the story to yourself and you don't share it, you're selfish. Like, I don't care if you gave away a million dollars a year and you hide in a box somewhere like Howard Hughes, then you're just selfish. So I think everyone has a story and everyone needs to let that story shine because as we keep doing that and communicating and stop hiding behind things, it will allow people to see a better future, allow people to see better in and of themselves. So I thought if I just put all of my laundry in the street and just show what a messed up person I am, but I'm still going to tell you my stories, it would encourage other people to tell their stories. And so far I got like, you know, 700 people in my personal Facebook group that all are down to tell their stories, no matter how crusty or ugly or whatever they are, because it's going to help somebody, you know, and that's why I do what I do. I mean, that literally got me started on my journey because I have this crazy wish now to want to impact the lives of a billion people. And there's no way I could do it by myself. So I have to build an army that's probably about a million deep in order to let that happen. Right. I need each of my million to hit a million so that we can hit the billion. And I like, cause we talked about this a, a few months back. I mean, like you said, a lot of what you're doing too, right. It's talking about, I, I think you like to use the term, the mind junk, right. We get all this junk in our mind that keeps us from doing exactly what you're talking about. You G rated it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jim. Sorry. Sorry. No, no. It's, you know, we're, we're, we're on Amazon. We got to, the army guy and marine guy that talk like a sailor. There you go. <laughs> right. Right. I know it's like I know it's tough sometimes. I, I I'm sure you laugh too, Doc and Chris. I don't know if you read around this, but I remember when I was in the military. Sometimes when I would actually sit and listen to a conversation or think back on a conversation that was just had, how many explic- explicatives were used in each person's sentence? That if they had taken those out of those sentences, we probably would have had the conversation done in half the time. <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's super true yeah doc i i love the I, I love like you just like you could just tell like if somebody hit the passion button in you when when you were asked like you know it, it, like, why you're doing it talk about let's get live and you just kind of went backwards and said here's here's why i'm doing it and here's the goal and i think there's a lot of people if they're in sort of the as a content creator they're thinking about financial thing. They're thinking about, well, how can I make money? How can I get, um, you know, on YouTube? How can I, you know, stitch together this and make this movie? But like, it almost feels like, of, of course, you want to be able to make a living what you're doing. That's, you know, kind of part of quote unquote living the dream. It almost feels like if you weren't getting paid for this, you'd still find a way to do it. And like, oh yeah, like on video, you can't fake that. Like, okay, okay but see, people miss the people miss the recipe, Chris. The recipe to making money, no matter what business you're in, is give the people what they want, give the people what they need, right? So even even El Jefe is giving people the opportunity to just buy books without having to go to a bookstore that was far away. And then that turned into, well, if I can sell them books, I can sell them soap, detergent, socks, shoes, sneakers, drawers, uh, cars, like whatever you want. So El Jefe just made it possible for everyone to buy whatever they want, whatever they felt like it from the freaking toilet. 
And now him and his Lex Luthor looking self is like the richest dude in the planet. <laughs> right? So I think we're lucky he's stepping down. Um, because <laughs> yeah. but the thing is what people don't understand, if you give people what they want, give people what they need. So everyone says to me, okay, dude, like I'm going to do the YouTube thing and that's going to be my side hustle. I want to be like you and then take my side hustle and eventually make it a full-time creative thing or whatever. And then I, I just slapped him and I'm like, how dare you? YouTube is not my side hustle. And they go, what? But I thought you started part-time. No, time has nothing to do with it. YouTube is my side helpful. I'm on YouTube helping people. My success comes from helping people, not hustling people. And then they're like confused, looking stupid. And I'm like, listen again, if you help people, if you give something that is beneficial to other folks, the, it will come back to you. It just is what it is. It's in every religion. It's in every book. It's in every book just about being a human and not being a um a wedding vegetable. Uh, yeah, all of the above. Like if you help people, you will find it. And that that passion thing drives me mental because people are trying to find their passion, but you can't find it from the couch. You can't find it reading books and you can't find it looking at the internet. The only way to find your passion is go out explore and do things. If you're active, if you're moving, if you're doing things, if you're volunteering, at some place, you go to uh, Habitat for Humanity, start helping them frame a house. You might find out you love woodworking. And then you're going to teach your woodworking tips on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Amazon, whatever. And then now you're making some side income. And then that side income just blows up. And now you can quit the job that you say you hate. Right? If you go to work every Monday, pissed off at Clarice that sits next to you. And then next Monday, you still see Clarice. You've made no movement in your life to stop having to sit next to Clarice. You don't get to talk. Just be quiet because you're right. You're irritating. I'm sorry. I, I hope I sparked some anger in someone yeah. to be like the hell with that dude. The first person that says that, that's the guy we needed to hear us today. We got a um, we got a question from Jason Ellis uh, on Amazon. I have a tech issue. You maybe will help me with. What communication platform would you recommend for a live person? to do video chat while using OBS to present my screen uh, to the conversation, Zoom, Teams, Twitch, et cetera. Any thoughts Zoom. on that? Probably Zoom. It's the one that the least friction for other people. I mean, even for us in the ECAM world, we do a lot of bringing the conversation from Zoom into eCam. E As a matter of fact, in our class on Saturday, uh, Jim watched me do something crazy, which was take my entire class and just send it to Facebook out of pure craziness. So there's like 34 of us and I just put us all in the Facebook group just to show that it can be done. And yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was funny, but it was weird. <laughs> so yeah, I would say... He also said though, he gets an audio lag uh, that he's using a virtual audio cable. Do you think maybe he needs to use loopback? Um, okay, like so I'm a, I'm a semantics person and I don't mean to be mean, but I'm a semantics purpose on purpose because you will have a hard time finding answers to your question when you say lag because lag doesn't exist. It was a term made up by gamers during Counter-Strike because they were horrible Counter-Strike players. So there was an excuse for not being able to shoot properly. It's latency. 
And if you're searching for how to solve latency, there's myriad answers, but there's no answers about how to solve lag because it's not a real word. Okay. So now that being said, your latency will always exist because from me talking to this down the cable into the Rodecaster Pro, into Chrome, back into the Rodecaster Pro, up the headphones and into me, there is 150 millisecond difference. Why? Cables, electronics, wires. So that's always going to exist. The closest you're going to get to make it so that doesn't have that issue would be to use something like loopback or get a microphone or a mixer that has loopback built in. So if we're talking about something simple, USB, the Rode NT USB Mini, the uh, PreSonus Revelator, those all have built-in loopback and they're like hundred bucks and they just work and they're super simple to set up and you don't need an audio engineering degree um, and you'll be good to go. If you already have something hardware oriented that doesn't have loopback built in, then you get a software called loopback or if you're not a Mac user, it's called Sound Siphon or uh, Black Hole. And the, the two PC versions are much harder to set up, but they do work. Um, and they will allow you to do that because you're basically going to siphon the sound from the conversation in Zoom and you're going to bring that into OBS. Matter of fact, OBS has Sound Siphon built in. So just go do um, your research on Sound Siphon and OBS in Zoom and then you'll be squared away. Yeah, latency is something that um, I, you know a lot of people have just tried to to figure out, but it just doesn't like it's why bands can't you know be in four different states and actually record live. It's because that'll net that's not possible because you're not in the same room. You know, it has yep. to go into a computer, and no matter how fast your internet is, no matter how great you're, if you've got the the just the like the best computer ever, there will always be some even millisecond of delay where it's not going to be like you're in the same room. It's just the best drummers in the world are not the best because they can play on beat. They're the best because they can play off beat. A monkey can play the drums on beat, but like a, a Chucky Booker can slide it by a couple of milliseconds. So it matches the arena echo slap back from the walls so that it doesn't drive his other artists crazy. He's the tempo keeper or she's the tempo keeper for the party. So if you listen to really good drummers, your Barkers, your Travis's of the Travis Barkers of the world, they talk about it. They're the, the best because they can actually play offbeat on purpose to make everything sound proper to the audience and to their bandmates. I'm glad we're getting into the audio part of the conversation because I, I did want to I did want to touch on that and you know Jim and I um, do a fair bit of harping on this but I I found it really refreshing that as as much as you talk about video as much as you talk about cameras as much as you talk about all this other stuff um in like everybody that's in Let's Get Live they all feel the same way it's like if you ask anybody what's the most important part of your live stream the answer is always audio. Yeah, and it's it's the purple mic cover. I noticed that. Now that's a that's a SM seven uh, B, right? Yes, yes. Uh, but you got a purple cover. So are you getting like like is that uh, you, are you are you getting some sort of endorsement deal with with somebody get some specialized no. thing? That, it was no? it was it was Keith bought it for me. <laughs> I love it though because I have this one right here. But yeah, um, yes, audio. 
in, in, in streaming or content creation in general, it is better to be heard than seen. Like seen is good, but we are audible people more than visual people. If you let people tell you to go, I'm a visual person, you couldn't see for three days. You came out, you smelled mama, you heard people talking, but you couldn't see for like three days, right? <laughs> so the first thing you heard was your mama going, ah, bendito, promisita. Sorry, I'm Puerto Rican. My mom was like, what the heck? Oh my, sit him back. You know, I can tell he's trouble already. But you heard all of these things first, you know? So people are just naturally human. I mean, hearing oriented in the most crowded place, right? You're at a party soon. <laughs> you're hanging out. You're doing something. You're completely talking. Somebody all the way over there would be like, Chris, you're like, you just, just a thing. So it's better to be heard. Get your mic game together as soon as possible. And then a lot of people say, well, I don't want to buy this kind of mic because it's 200 bucks. I'm like, if you really want to do this, wash your brother-in-law's car, help him frame the house, help him paint something, do a fence, cut grass, do it. Like it'll take you three weekends to get the money to buy a proper mic. Or you can just keep sounding funny talking through your headset doing this. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, hello. Yeah, no, no, no. Just don't yeah. do it. And Jim's mic that he has, yeah. I have to. It's my backup. This is $50 microphone. So just get it. <laughs> it's, it's the best thing you're going to get. I keep this around. This is my go-to backup mic. It's literally 50, 60 bucks and Samson Q2U. And it sounds better than half of what people are beating themselves up trying to get done. So true. It's like, uh, yeah, the $200 mic, if you don't, if you can't afford it, like, you know, mic technique is key. Um, easy, easily soundproofing your room. You don't have to go and buy, you know, hundreds of dollars of soundproofing. Get yourself in a small dead room in a dead space to where it's not bouncing off of glass and bright walls. Put some padding, carpeting around, and um, you don't you don't need a four hundred dollar mic. You probably want one. I know I want one because it will it will be better. But but if you don't have a budget, it's just like mic tech. Start do a little soundproofing. Get your mouth as close as you can to the microphone, but don't, you know, don't speak directly into it or you're going to get all kinds of air and plosives and all kinds of stuff like that. But you I know what I did for sound dampening when I had, when I had my Yeti back in the day, I used to put the comforters on the desk right behind the mic because that thing will pick up anything. Like it can hear three zip codes over. It was so obnoxious. I can't stand those things. They're very noisy. Um, but what I would do to dampen the sound was I literally would surround it with blankets just out of frame. So I would dismantle my bed and just sit it right on the table behind me. And then if that didn't work, I'd put pillows or something there because that kind of stops the sound trying to get at it. Can't make it past the fluff. So it dies there, you know? So that's why you see drummers that have all of their blankets inside the kick. It's, a, it's to stop it from messing up the rest of the drums. I think you touched on a great point. It's like, it's, it's free. Right. And so a lot of people go to it. So, you know, Anchor is free and uh, there's lots of other things that are free. But, you know, for me, and you touched on it right there, is there's two reasons why I, I'm, I'm skeptical about something that's free. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and dog OBS. There's a lot of people that use it and do great at it. And um, I couldn't get it. It wasn't for me. But if it's free, they're making money somehow and they might be making money off of you. 
Um, so there's that, which is, you know, that that's me. And maybe I'm a little neurotic when it comes to that. You're not. But, but the other thing is, and you, you, you said it exactly. I want to be a customer. And if you're paying, if you're a paying customer, there's customer service. And when I have a problem with Ecamm, I have somebody that I can talk to. And because I'm a paying customer of Ecamm. Yeah. Hey, he happens to be on our screen right now. No, but I'm, you know, and, but it, you know, same thing, StreamYard, same thing with these, you know, uh, we use multiple different podcast services for what, for what I do in my business, but like, you know, Captivate, Buzzsprout, um, Libsyn, these are all great uh, podcast hosts. And I pay for those. I pay for those because when there's a problem on those services, I want good customer service uh, that's going to answer them. And, and most of the time, the free stuff is just, man, you're just, you're left to your own devices. Good luck. And somebody yeah, else getting The thing about Anchor too, right. Chris, is, is not really free because Spotify is collecting all the data they need that they can then sell to someplace and, you know, or, or own your content. You know what I mean? So if you do happen to blow up and you did it from Anchor and then Spotify owns you because you didn't read the terms of service. So yeah, it's technically free, but uh, yeah, your boy, Mr. Irk or whatever heck his name is at Spotify owns your behind. You just don't know it because you didn't read it because you were so excited to get a free Anchor account. So let's, so let me get this straight. So we called out Daniel Eck and Bezos and like, who else have we No, No, I call him Irk, not Eck. <laughs> But I will be super hype if he buys Arsenal because then it'll just be fun to just trounce them every year. Glory, glory, Man United. So, uh, so Jason is asking, um, and he's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer first on this, but I'll, I'll let you, Doc, answer this because, because Doc, you are a, you were an employee of of Ecam, but we're. But Jason's asking, how difficult is it to learn Ecam organically? I can answer that. Um, you know, Ecam does not pay me to say this. But I can tell you that um, Jim and I both downloaded it, paid for it, started it out at the first, you know, together. And um, I would say on a scale of one to 10, 10 being uh, ridiculously difficult and one being super Wirecast. Easy. Yeah, I would say four. I would say four. And, uh, you know, now I, I can, I'm a kind of a bit of a tech nerd, but... I was willing to plow through some of the things that, you know, at the time were kind of quirky that they've fixed um, because I could just do some really cool-ish with it. I mean, I was, you know, you could stack different cameras around. You could pull graphics in. When Jim and I do a presentation for DealCasters, if we're speaking at a conference, we use Ecan. That's what we use because they plop us in the middle of a Zoom and we can take over the screen ourselves and use Ecam as a virtual cam to completely blow people's minds because everyone else, what do they got? They're just jumping into Zoom with the PowerPoint. You know, uh, can I share my screen? Can you guys see this? Um, uh, well, it's taken over my camera. We don't have to worry about any of that because we got we we can use this thing and um, we're we're huge fans of it. But from a difficulty perspective. Um, Doc, you deal with a lot of people that are different levels of whether or not they're tech people or not. It, you know, what would, how would you say from a scale of one to 10, which is Jason is asking? In, in all fairness, I would give you what you said. I think that's a good amount, but I think it also depends on the person too. If you're willing to spend like just 60 minutes, uh, you'll be able to do your entire show 60 minutes after you download it. Um, why? Cause every Friday I do a 60 minute demo and I show you everything you need to know 
in 60 minutes every Friday. But many people will get stuff, download it, start doing things, not really know what they're doing, don't do any research, and then be like, oh, this is not working and blame the software. But a lot of times it's the cable. <laughs> half the time, half of the stuff we find out when people in the group are losing their mind, we're like, get a new cable. No, but this cable is brand new. I know, just trust me, get a new cable. Oh, it works. Oh, wow. It's one of those things. That's streaming in general, no matter what platform you're on. But yeah, if we had to compare ourselves to Wirecast, oh, we are much, <laughs> much, much. Wire, I was there for 10 years, bro. And it drove me crazy. So then I went to OBS and I was like, this is a perfect knockoff of Wirecast. It's a gorgeous copy, but it has all the same problems that Wirecast had, just that it cost me 900 bucks. It was a free Wirecast. And then, so I was like, no, I did OBS for like two years. And I'm like, I can't do this. I need someone that I can hit when I'm upset. <laughs> and then I found Ecamm and it's just great. The community alone, man, like it, never mind everything else. The community is so dope. Um, because anyone will help you at any given time with any given question and people are dying to help each other. And so it's, it's an amazing community. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I say that as a community manager, but I got there from being in the community and just being the loudest. <laughs> so well, and I, and they're I like, think... well, big mouth, why don't you run this whole thing so we can keep <laughs> making the software as good as you say it is. Okay. Right. Well, and I, and I think too, from what I've seen with OBS, even though people can do some, neat things. If you're taking all this time to kind of teach yourself this OBS stuff, and Ecamm already kind of has it there for you, and like you said, Doc, if you just one, watch one of Doc's Friday uh, you know, lives, or even just go and look at some of the stuff that's on YouTube and everything else, you're going to learn it. I mean, it is a great community. I mean, I did the, uh, the Ecamm Academy with uh, Adrian, and I learned really quickly how to do a lot of things. You know, it you know, even even with a program like StreamYard, I can still bring it in to StreamYard. I could bring Ecamm in and, and do all the neat stuff I want to do because sometimes these things have limitation. And yeah, we've all heard great things about Wirecast, but not everybody's got $900 to spend on that software and then still have to worry about other things. So I think uh, it's a, you know, everybody's going to have their favorites, um, you know, I, I do like Ecamm. I, you know, I, I think there's there's things, and it's probably me, Doc. I'm sure you, you could uh, take me and uh, Chris to therapy as to why we, you know, we we should trust it more. But I will say the one thing that if Ecamm allowed us to like like co log in, I think that's for us running a show. We don't want to put it all on. I can neither confirm or deny Nick's update. The what? Nothing. <laughs> No, we've been bugging him a lot about it. I actually I don't know. I'm just joking. Yeah. But um, that is something that is definitely high on the radar. And we bug the boys about it constantly. But you know, they're so good at wanting to fix smaller problems <laughs> that it takes longer to get to that. But it's also going to require some more thinking and some more adjusting. But we definitely want to up our remote production game because that's what the community from the pro size needs. Our first initial thing over the last little bit was making it so the work from home people and the soloists can get everything that they need to in order to perform. Now we can start working on the more, say, uh, it, cerebral parts that, you know, designed for the money makers and, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and you're so you're so right about the community. And one of the one of the functions I love because I'll do this with with Jim sometimes too when we're kind of trying to show some each other how to do something at Ecamm is that live demo mode. And so I'll jump on sometimes and I'll see somebody going, "Hey, you know, I just you know used Ecamm to do my kids' basketball game, and I was able to pull this in and do a scoreboard and do 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 do." And they just pop open live demo mode and show you exactly what they did on the screen in Ecamm. And if you... That's super genius. Oh. I don't know what made them put that in there, but that is literally one of my favorite things. I wish every software had that, so to speak. Yes. Because I get... You know what it is when you're the family, like, you know, software fixer person? Like, it's so simple. And even, you know, funny that you mentioned that, I was one of my... uh, One of my sisters was having a problem with her calendar. So I basically took my phone and I plugged it in to my computer. I got Ecamm running. So my phone is up on screen and I'm actually showing her as I'm touching the things. So my overhead camera can see my finger, but my screen is also replicated right there on the side. And then she was like, okay, thanks. I was like, thanks. Do you know the technological marvel I just showed you, lady? (laughs) You know? (laughs) I mean, Doc, it's so true though. I I, uh, teach... Um, online classes at a couple community colleges through Zoom. I've completely gone away from PowerPoint and I use Ecamm as a virtual cam because if I want to put up my bullet points, right, I just put a little graphic right next to my head with the key point. And then it's like, let me show you how to work this app. And I just pull up my phone and I'm showing them in the app. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a game changer it as is a, a game presenter. And, and that's the one thing that, uh, I definitely love about, uh, you know, Ecamm. Oh, and, and there's there's quite a few creators even here on Amazon that are using Ecamm. And it's uh, it's definitely a great... Uh, when you pair Chris it with that Stream Deck... Use that. You know, huh? pair that with... When you pair oh, Ecamm God, with Stream Deck... Yes. yes. I mean, that's that's the, that's what took... That's what... When I was... When I figured out, okay, create scene. Okay, program a button that hits that scene. That does, you know. Oh man, that was it. That that's when I that's when I, I I was sold. I was like, I hope this take my money. Yeah, yeah. Stream Deck is this. Stream Deck is the truth, man. I bought a Stream Deck, and uh, but you also had that other crazy uh, item that we could add to the carousel. Is it the uh, Loop Deck? The Loop Deck. Oh, <laughs> Jeff C had one of those too. Do you use I, that for? Um, I love my Loop Deck. Use it for like vi- video editing. Or anything like that? I use it for both. I have both. I have the Loop Deck Live for live streaming, which is right here. I currently unplugged it because I'm getting ready to set up my purple iMac. So it's going to belong to the purple iMac. But when I am editing video, this is my controller of choice. It's got all the buttons. You know, I like it. This is so dumb. But maybe Jim will understand. People are like, why do you like the Loop Deck or the Stream Deck? It has mil-spec knobs. And something (laughs) about... Everything that we do and it comes to comms or like, you know, even just adjusting the defibrillator in the ambulance, I had these knobs, right? When I'm in a helicopter, I got those knobs, right? So for me, my brain just knows what to do with these knobs. These knobs are how we dial in everything. And I think that's literally why they call them mil-spec knobs because they are military specified. But in military, in all of our equipment, we got these exact knobs that control everything. <laughs> so just out of habit... I just like the feel of those knobs. So and that thing yeah. looks a lot smaller than I thought it would be. Or oh, your hands are actually gargantuan. No, no, no. Check this out. This iPhone 12 Max Loop Deck Live. So there's your reference point. 
is tight. And, and and Deb Mitchell is yes, we are geeks. We know that we. Yes, Deb. That, that's why you know I always Guilty. love. I'm I'm always afraid to like watch uh, Doc at night because I don't think I'll go to sleep because I know he's going to start talking. I mean, and Doc, I I think that's why I have you know I have two uh, Thunderbolt four uh, you know things now for my my uh, Mac Mini. I bought the Mac Mini because you told me to, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, it, I got the 16 gig because why get eight when you can get 16? I mean, these are the, the kind of things that Doc gives you gas. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to defend myself real quick. I'm not saying it's bad. No, I would defend myself real quick. I tell everybody, see, the thing that's funny, okay, let's take the, the Mac Mini, for instance, right? Eight gig versus 16. Everyone instantly goes, oh, but it's $200 more. And everyone says that it works perfectly fine with eight. And I go, yeah, but it's only $200 more. And they go, oh yeah. And I was like, well, see what's going to happen is I I don't hold a computer more than two years. As soon as two years up, it's gone. I don't care what I'm, it's gone. It's, I just don't, right? But most people aren't like that. So what's going to happen is Five years from now, your eight gig is going to not be able to do anything, but your 16 will still run. So whatever mountain or ocean, we're not going back to cats, whatever Apple OS, you know, they're on space station. Um, it will run on the 16 gig mini, but it won't run on the eight gig mini because it doesn't have enough juice out of saving $200 six years prior. So Six years amortize that 200 bucks over that. You know what I'm saying? Family talking like 30 bones a year. Like, wh why would you do that to yourself? And again, I got it. It's like, well, I don't have the money. Perfect. Brother-in-law, your fence looks like crap. I'll paint that sucker for $200. <laughs> like, I just can't stand that excuse when you're able-bodied. Okay. If you're disabled, one thing. But if you're an able body and you say, I can't buy this piece of equipment because of X, you don't really want it. You don't want it the way you say it. And you're using that excuse as an excuse not to perform because it's not an able bodied human being right now that cannot go out in the street and gain the extra 200 bucks in the course of like a day. But for most of us, let's say it took you a week. I'll just be, I'll make it hard for you. Let's just say it took you a week. An hour a day for a week, you can't pull up 200 bucks. I'm gonna have to start questioning your excuse, bro. I'm sorry because I was, it, no matter what your job is, I mean, you're I'm a teacher, okay, cool. Tutor somebody 25 bucks an hour. Oh, my, my neighborhood can't afford that. Cool, tutor somebody 10 bucks an hour. 20 hours later, you 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 covered the difference, right? It's a pay me now, pay me later kind of thing, exactly. You exactly you 16 gigs. I mean, even if you're not like a huge video editor or whatever, like it just you've it like peace of mind and you won't be like, why is this thing slow? Why am I, why is this video not rendering? Like why, you know, all of those things you, you don't, you'll never have that worry. Yep. Um, that's worth it. I get a lot of heat for that, for what I say, because I mean it, but I guarantee you, even when people say I don't have time, I go, let me. Track your time right. for 24 hours for a week. I guarantee you I can find six hours that you're just spending on nothing. You just don't know it, right? So my favorite thing to do to people that tell me that 
is I immediately go to, um, okay, like say it's football season, right? And one of my friends is like, man, I really envy you, blah, 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 but I just don't have the time. I'm like, yeah, man. Uh, hey, how are the Cowboys doing this year? Oh, man, you know, blah, 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 blah. Da, 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 Dak Prescott, you know, 43-11 to the sixth. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, how long is a football game? And he's like, what? How long is a football game? Average three hours with commercials, four hours. You just told me you don't have no time, but you just spit the entire statistics for Dak Prescott, right? <laughs> I hate the Cowboys, by the way. Go Raiders, right? Or you just told me the ERA for like all of the top pitchers, right? Or, you know, whatever. It could be basketball. I don't care what sport you're into. You, you know it. Like the guys that say that they don't have that time or the females that say that they don't have that time that can spit out some pop culture stuff and tell it to you verbatim. But they're like, oh, a, that ZV1 is too hard to learn. Come on, player. Come on. Like, don't make me check you. Right? I'm sorry, bro. I got friends right now. The ZV1 is too hard to learn. But I asked them, what was six minutes and eight seconds battle in Tatooine? They can explain it to you. Oh, so it came, <laughs> they came from Hoth, right? And then they was in the speed loader. And, and I was like, yeah. Well, like, how many metachlorians was that? Blah, 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 and they spit it out. So I'm like, then don't tell me the ZV-1 is hard to learn, bro. Yeah. I'm just sorry. Like, I, I would take your excuse. I'm military, right? So what's the maximum effective range of an excuse? 0. 0.0 feet per second. <laughs> I, I love Doc so much because, right, it's that whole military thing. It's like, I don't want to hear your excuses. Get it done, right? It's like, yeah. I think you're so right, though. You know, it's, I mean, because trust me, you're never going to hear that excuse from me, right? It's it's going to be one of those, okay, if I want to get this thing, then I got to either, right? I, I may not get it today, might get it in two months, but I'm not going to go waste my money on the solution that's less than optimal. And if I got to make sacrifices, if I got to, you know, Sell, sell stuff, give blood. There's all way, kinds of ways to come up with it if you really. Sometimes it's better to wait anyway to just to make sure that you actually need it, right? So in the process of trying to get the one that's really what you actually need, sometimes it's better to wait because in the process of waiting, you'll go off of what you thought you wanted. This helps you eliminate knee-jerk purchasing, right? Because I just bought a lot of stuff that was a waste of my time and I just told myself I'd never do it again. So now just not, I don't do it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to wait and get what's proper. Either buy it nice or buy it twice. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that one. And I like crusty. I think we're, I think crusty and not the crab. <laughs> we keep it crusty on deal casters um, with, with doc rock doc, man, this is, I, I appreciate you spending all this time with us. And I, you know, I knew it would be, I knew it would be great. And I knew, that I would end up spending money and uh, check, check. Um, I'll uh, I'll be jumping in and and uh, picking up some of these. I didn't. I didn't what make did you, you buy anything again? today. <laughs> oh oh oh! You did. You did. My oh, friend. God. What did you call? What did you call that? Um, you know the the windscreen mic that goes on top of the ZV one. You called it. Something. It's called the dead cat. The dead cat is that? That is really. That is an industry standard terminology for, do I have one? Yes. It's like the windscreen for the... This is known as a dead cat in the industry. (laughs) So yeah, this is what they call it. So the ZV-1 actually comes when I actually have this one like duct taped on here so it doesn't come off because this is my, you know, connect this to the side of my ZV-1 and make it look huge. (laughs) Oh, and you talked earlier about a bad cable. Yeah. This, if you're a content creator, you got to get, well, you got to get a cable tester. 
this this Behringer right here, and they make a they make another model of this. Okay, see, now I'm going to buy something because of you because I've been meaning to buy one. One hundred, and it's twenty bucks, nineteen bucks, and it tests. I didn't. Um. It's yeah, you, you know why I need that? Because what I'll do now is I'll pull out my my uh, multimeter and I'm sitting there looking like a nerd <laughs> testing all the things. This is way faster. So I'd rather spend 20 bucks on that than me sitting here tweaking out with my $200 fluke multimeter. Yeah, <laughs> Which it's got, does it's the got XLR, thing. it's got quarter inch, it's got, it has tiny telephone for patch based studios. It's got MIDI, it's got quarter inch. It's got, even if you've got some old school um, you know, phonograph or whatever you need RCA. It's got RCA. Um, and all you do is just plug one end to the other. You know, click on the lights and just. Yeah, I did. I just stuck one in bit. the carousel. I think that's the one you're talking about, Chris. But yeah, I had a sound issue, and I went back and I was listening to the podcast, and I was like, I think it's I th- I think it's a cable issue, and I just you know just check your, you know, just check a cable. Boom, there it was. Bad mic cable. And well, all my well, cables are guaranteed. So, well, Chris, know, like the one time you back. told me, right? I, I had just got a new monitor, plugging in the HDMI cable. I was like, oh, I can't get this thing. You're like, check the cable. Like, well, but this cable's brand new. So check the cable. Switch cables. Boom, worked. Right? It, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I'm I'm looking at Deal Live over here. Uh, you know, I was I was going to say it for Chris Deal Chasers, but I'm looking at Deal Castle Live, and I got it. It's a uh, it's on sale right there. Feature now CT100. Boom. This is getting bought today. Temporarily out of stock. No. <laughs> That's the thing, too. Prime just, man, it cleaned. Man, they cleaned the warehouse. <laughs> that is nuts. There are so many things that, like, oh, I'm going to get this. Oh, no, you're not. It's gone. And I was like, man, you got to move quick on Prime Day, bro. Yeah. Yes. You know what we should do? We should plan now because Jim is the planner. Uh, we should play it now for that November joint, like right before, oh, right after Black Friday. We're okay. already working on it. <laughs> All, right. All right. I kid you not. We'll have to I'll talk. I'll be ready. Are you going to do like a marathon thing, dude? You just be here all day? Uh, we we actually have found that uh, we, have a, we have a process. We'll definitely be here on Black Friday. Um, but uh, we've learned some things from, from Prime Day. That, from before. Uh, that uh, we we have a we have a bigger strategy. Oh, see. But we're also gonna. I think we're. we're I thought you guys were just pray and spray people. Oh no! Oh no! 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, that was another one of my horrible <laughs> jokes. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's definitely definitely been uh, but, and no, but we want to, We're gonna start doing more on you. You know, you you keep you know putting that little YouTube thing in my head, and so we're working on our YouTube, but we're we're not like. You and I talked about before. We don't feel like, oh, I've got to, I've got to do YouTube, and that's where I'm, I'm putting all my eggs in the YouTube basket. That's not going to happen. Oh no, uh, no, nobody should egg all the baskets anyway. But I, I will definitely say something that's funny about YouTube recently is because of the growth of TikTok and in IG and some of the other things like this that are you know sort of moving around. People are getting worried. Trust me, uh, YouTube is not going to stand there and take that. You know, so they they're course correcting now, and the latest stat says that seventy percent YouTube viewer viewership is like seventy percent in comparison to linear TV. Now linear TV is the afterthought. Mm-hmm. That, my friends, 
is freaking mind-blowing. And I'm thinking, as I'm reading this article, not nah, man, somebody got their numbers wrong, whatever. Jim, you know what I do every day? Go in the house, pop on the TV. A lady, she runs the lights. I'm home. She pops on the TV. She opens up the Apple TV now, launches the YouTube app, and it's like, I'm good to go. And then it'll just automatically start playing what I have in my queue. And I was like, yeah, I basically, on all the remotes, I'm hitting the red button. Like, I only go to TV to watch, you know, football and football, oblong and round. Mm -hmm. It's really weird, but it's 100% the case now. So, yeah, man, like if, if you thought it's too late to be a creator, you're wrong. If you thought I'm too old to be a creator, you're wrong. Um, look, it's great. I didn't paint this. No special. That's just legit. Like no follicles to speak of. Yeah. So no such animal as I'm too old. No such animal as I'm not good enough or I don't know this or I don't know that. Now is the time to be a creator because now like the next Oprah is coming from YouTube. It's kind of Mr. Beast right now, but I mean, even the next Mr. Beast is coming from there. So, well, and I think you bring up a great point, Doc. I mean, the three of us are all around the same age, right? And, you know, I really just got started in doing the live streaming thing, you know, 2018. I mean, I was doing digital stuff and Chris, you know, same way, coming from the music industry, starting out in podcasting. And I think it goes back to what you said is quit making excuses, quit saying, oh, I'm too old. I can't, you know, just do it. People want to. You know, the largest growing segment, Jim, 55 plus. I was like, what? Absolutely, though. The largest growing segment. And so, again, anecdotally, I try to align what the article says to myself, right? And then I'm looking at mother-in-law, 76, just discovered like she wants to go back to some of the old Okinawan recipes before they get lost. She wants to like catch up because, you know, she has she's not there. She hasn't been able to go back home for like four or five years. And so she starts digging in. And then now that's all she watches because I got her premium. See, at first it was like, I can't, I don't like those commercials. They're dumb. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I got you. So they made family plan. I put her on. Now she don't have commercials. Yo, she's sitting on the edge of the couch, notebook, writing down all the things. And then she goes, do you know how much Japanese TV I can watch on YouTube? I go, yeah, I know. She goes, hey, why you didn't tell me before? I was like, I told you. Now, <laughs> you know, no, you didn't listen, right? Now she's like, I can actually watch it in Japanese. I'm like, hot, what kind of stuff? She's like, eh? you know, now she's all about it. That's all she does is watch, you know, cool Okinawan and Japanese shows on YouTube. And it's all the cooking stuff. So I eat well now. Whenever I go over, say, check this out. I made this, check this. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. That's awesome. Oh, so you did have the ulterior motive there. You wanted some. You wanted some better. Come food. on, I ain't no fool, Chris. Come on, I got to maintain my figure. <laughs> so, so before before we uh, sign off, I did want to ask you one more thing, Doc, because you are doing this, and you might have heard Chris and I talk about this at the beginning. What do you think of the whole idea of getting yourself a dot live to redirect people to your content? One hundred percent. The old school adage. Of it has to be a .com because no one's going to understand. That's gone. First of all, not... When was the last time you typed, typed, typed in the link? Now, we're nerds. We probably type in links more than normal. But most folks don't type in links anywhere. 
you press links. So who cares? It could be dot Beelzebub. If it was going to work, it's going to work. <laughs> right? Again, those just the complaints I, I posted on my Instagram yesterday. BCD is habit for me. Right? And that's blame, complaining, and defending. So this is why you got to get off of that. Like even, even like I've uh, trust me, I got road rage. And my thing now is try not to complain about the idiots they can't drive in traffic because it puts you in a negative energy that you don't know. You drag it around with you longer. You know what I'm saying? So even uh, Chris was joking with you about, you know, having the case in the Mondays, which is Office Space, one of my favorite movies ever. Like, seriously, one of my favorite yeah. movies ever. Um, the flair. How many pieces of flair? Yeah, how many pieces of flair? And I was just thinking about kicking my printer yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> it is definitely my my neighbor next door. He comes over every day with his coffee cup to talk to us in the office. And I just started calling him Lumberg, and then he don't get the reference, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> anyway. It's it's so easy for people to sit there and complain about Mondays, but like, what are you really doing to make it better? Like, I don't even think it's Monday. Uh, I'm I'm extremely Japanified. It's Tuesday to me, so you know, it's just a weird thing. Like, just stop stop buying into all of the sort of useless things that people say and thinking that you still need a dot com when you can't find very many good ones right now. Don't make sense. You need a dot live. So yeah. I have DocRock.Live. You got Dealcaster, you know, dot .Live. Everyone should get a dot .Live if you're, if you're, yeah. let's get dot .Live. Yeah. Started a whole brand new company during the pandemic when everyone said you shouldn't and used a weird domain name. Yep. Because. You know, it was a problem. And instead of like complaining about it, and instead of saying we can't do that, we said, we got to find a way to do this. We got to find a way to drive more traffic to where we want them for our show. And that's, that's what that, that's what that did. That's what it did for you. I'm sure you're seeing like a additional SEO and how much better is it? Like the fact that the, the company is let's get live and the, and the actual thing is let's get dot live. I mean, it just fits right into the brand. It's perfect. People's brains will adjust, right? You know, when my grandmother them came here and they thought there's like no way I'm going to ever be able to speak English and they all speak English perfectly fine now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But every everything was hard until it isn't. So, I mean, none of none of us knew how to drive a car. Not a single one of us was born driving a car. Not a single one of us was born walking, talking, wiping one's own particulars. Like all of this stuff we had to learn. But people be like, I can't learn that. I'm like, you learn how to talk, bro. That's one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Like, come on. Half the people that say that can swim. I'm like, you learn how to do something pretty. Our bodies weren't designed for that, but you learned how to do it. So just stop saying dumb stuff to yourself. And Jim hears me say this all the time, Chris. So I'll say it for the people listening in the back. If a stranger said to you, the things that you say to yourself, you would want to beat that person senseless. Let that marinate for a second. That's so true. That's so true. And, um, you know, those of you who have hung with us this entire time um, and are not inspired, um, I don't think there's anything else that uh, we got for you because this has been... 12-year uh, Alba Lord, no rocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But uh, Jim, uh, any any parting words for the uh, the car buying public on uh, on Amazon and all the rest of the tubes? Yeah, make sure you follow Doc Rock. If you don't, it's your own fault. Doc, this is great to to finally get you on the show. I have to have you come back again sometime. Maybe we can talk you in because you're you know, folks. If you didn't know it, Doc is an Amazon influencer. He's just spending all his time on YouTube. Sorry, sorry. We'll give you some ideas, Doc. You might. And I'm sending you guys a link to have you guys come on the show and influence people as to why they need to be on Amazon Live. So a few things we know. I know you guys. It's so polished. It's so amazing. Like, oh, I like it. Awesome, it's in there. We appreciate it. All right, uh, and uh, as always, don't fear the gear. Thanks for listening to Dealcasters. Congratulations, you've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. And if you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow Dealcasters Live as well at dealcasters.live. Follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we also included added content that you cannot find anywhere else. If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening. And you know the deal. Don't fear the gear.